Hi, welcome to the One to One Thing podcast. My name is Steve Light, a seasoned IT manager and personal development coach, unpacking what it takes to have a meaningful one-to-one conversation at work, home, and in our head. We all live lives full of conversations that range from awkward to impossible. Join me as we learn to navigate the one-to-one thing. Hi, and welcome to the one-to-one thing. This week, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Heather Barry, a goal strategist that has a unique way at looking at how we take on goals. I joined her mastermind session this week as a guest, and I'll have her details in the show notes. The audio was a little bit clippy, but I hope that doesn't take away from the content. As we discuss setting goals, the power of focus, and the one-to-one thing. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Good morning and welcome to this week's episode of the Jedi Goal Mastery Series. It's wonderful to see you all to welcome my dear friend, Steve Wright. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Heather, and good morning to the crowd joining us this morning. It's great gathered, to see you all. The gathered masses. Yes, I'm just going to, as I always do, just introduce Steve from his um, from his LinkedIn profile, because I think that's how we talk about, if that's how we talk about ourselves, I think that's a very good way for us to start talking about you. So, Steve describes himself as a life and business coach who empowers personal and professional growth through tailored coaching programs. He's also a podcaster. As we know, he's got the podcast voice and he's got the microphone. Um, so we know there's lots of coaches out there. Um, there is that thing of that all professional athletes, sports people, they all have coaches. So, so many business people don't have coaches. And whilst you don't necessarily need one all the time, it is incredible to have that person in your corner. So Steve, we're going to be talking a lot about that. And I love the idea that you call coaching a thinking partnership. I absolutely love that idea. So yeah. we're going to explore that a little bit further. Um, and really coaching is far, far different from mentoring, training and therapy. It's about unlocking our potential. So Steve, um, the one thing that is the one, one thing is the name of your podcast. Yeah. So I'd love to just kind of give a brief insight into why the one thing is so important. Some people see it as a very restrictive way of approaching running your entrepreneurial business. Mm. Give us a little bit of insight into that, please. Sure. The name of the podcast came about because um, my background is in is in IT management, and the important conversations tend to happen in the in a one to one space. Certainly, if you're managing people, um, if you're working with coworkers, the importance of the either the weekly review or quarterly review, monthly review, but the counterpart is very important. So I call the podcast the one-to-one thing. And the play on the word is O-N-E as opposed to just one-to-one because it comes from Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. So it is important to have a sense of focus in terms of what is going to be discussed, containerizing it, keeping it in context, keeping it focused. So that's really where that came from. And a lot of the podcast content is around how we think. The conversations not only we have with other people, but we have with ourselves. And that is really, really important because that's where most of our conversations start internally before they become an external thing with another person. So that's important. And it ties into what we do next in terms of uh, being sure that we have, a, like I said, a context and a container for that discussion. and keeping the squirrels, as you so eloquently put on your website, keeping the squirrels at bay. <laughs> so it's important. 
So I think I, I really like that in terms of making it part of that conversation that to, to make that very focused. And obviously through those conversations then comes that way forward. So whether that's a leadership conversation that you're having with a member of the team mm -hmm. or whether it's for your own drive, for those of us that work alone, mm -hmm. um, how important is it to have that focus? Because I think a lot of people sort of think if I focus on one thing, I'm missing out on everything else. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, that can be quite scary because you kind of go, there's so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd really like to sort of dive into that notion of that sense of focus, mm. but that it's a really positive thing. It really is. We have to come from a place of trusting that it is important to stick to one thing. We're up against the myth of multitasking and even computers don't multitask. They do serial things very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. They can parallel process in the sense they can do multiple things on different threads, if you like, without getting too technical. We're not built that way. And for us to assume that we can do it is wrong. A simple exercise is counting from one to five as quick as you can and saying the first five letters of the alphabet as quick as you can. And that's fine. We can do that. But if you put the first letter with the first number and count it up, A1, B2, C3, D4, E5, it is infinitely slower than doing the two tasks separately. So that's a simple, as a simple example that you can just put in your head and go, that's true. I can't do it that way. Mm -hmm. So you have to trust that the one thing is, is a better way to go. We, we have the fear of missing out. You know, we have code switching, as we call it. The brain doesn't like to go between the two, um, uh, two items because you end up losing something in the transition. So someone walks into your office or the phone rings or you get a notification, a simple notification on your phone when you're in deep work will derail you for, it could be seconds, it could be minutes. So um, it's really important to just trust that the one thing is the thing to be doing. On the flip side, we have the fear of missing out and, and we have that element of what's going on around us. Also, interestingly enough, we sometimes welcome the distractions because we have some sort of fear or resistance to what we're doing. So we, we can sometimes inadvertently invite distraction because there's something underlying going on. The flip side is the beauty of the one thing is that you introduce flow. You introduce a place where you can really get into the zone. You can bring other agents together to enhance a single focus activity. So for me, it's music. I, I have a particular soundtrack, a music track on Spotify that I play when I, when I want to do deep work, when I want to do something creative. I only play this when I want to work. I don't play any other time. Like I have a workout track that I only play when I work out. So there's an anchor to the music, to what I'm doing. So you can foster all the things that will allow you to focus. And focus is great. We know the power of light, for example. You know, it lights my room right now, but a laser will cut through metal. So we know the power of that focus. And you can trust that FOMO, the fear of missing out, is, is really secondary because you can always pause what you're doing to do something else. That becomes a conscious and a cognitive decision as opposed to just having the world and social media and notifications and interruptions come into your space uninvited. So it's really important to know that you can do it that way. And I think that ties into our discussion around goal setting. Um, we carved out the time to look at you know, the importance of setting goals.
and we inadvertently put other things aside to focus on that task and it made the task so much more productive um, sometimes we have to build that muscle of being single-minded and whatever you need to do to get there is really important so that really does speak to that kind of focus um, and you get so much more from it it's a multiplier effect in terms of performance and effectiveness yeah and what you speak about steve i think it's really interesting yeah this is very much for me this this area that we're talking about now is around that productivity and allowing ourselves you know we put time in the diary as you say for a meeting with you and i had time mm. in the diary for something um i gave the a talk uh, with with sue's group on thursday evening mm. and that time was carved out specifically to do that action and, and we, we so we, we we can do it uh and it is doing that in terms of productivity as well because i think that's one of the things around goal achievement that we sort of look at that you know when we look at the master goals framework is that part of that is ensuring that we understand our productivity method we're all a bit separate we're all very different in terms of how we actually get stuff done mm. um and it's to make sure that we we know how to focus and we'll all focus in slightly different ways but it is really staying true to what works for us finding mm. that way and doing it and yet multitasking, as you say, you can't, you know, do A, a to E and one to five in the wrong way. It just, mm -hmm. yeah, my mind was kind of going, I'm quite good with things like that. And I said, oh, no, 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 that'll, that takes longer. I, I love that little exercise. Yeah. It demonstrates things very well. So, yeah. So the productivity aspect is super, super important. And that focus, if we can take it sort of slightly broader than that to go um, to talk about actually the, the sort of goals that we might be aiming for in mm. terms of, you and I, the conversation, I'm quite happy for you to, to share the thing that we, how we change things around for you, was mm -hmm. that how we, um, if we're aiming for 10 different things, the chances of achieving any of them are really difficult, but there are lots of layers within goal setting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's to find out what that sort of meta goal is, and then working back from that. Mm -hmm. So if you could just talk about that thing of how you bring the one thing to making that decision as to where the focus is so you can kind of come back and then layer mm. the little goals that are going to get you there. Yeah, there's a couple of things from, from our discussion and what you, what you just said there in terms of there are lots of things, lots of one things that we can be doing. And within the one thing, there is a structure to attaining it. We taught Heather about that structure of a one, a single task. Um, let me, I'll start with that because we talked and one of the goal that we kind of expanded on for me was, was the goal of being on a TEDx stage. So speaking in front of an audience and that's very clear defined outcome. But as we unpacked what it takes to achieve an outcome, we realized that the cherry on the top, as we called it, there's a lot more to the cake than the cherry on the top. So we unpack that to look at what, what the motivations were, what the activities are going to be driving that and the reasons behind it. And really came up with that there is an element that the outcome is all well and good, but there is an underlying goal in terms of being a good speaker. Being a good speaker is actually more of the underlying goal than the achievement of a particular outcome. And generally, in goals, we can't control the outcome. As much as we state it, as much as we're asked to state it in a one-to-one -one review meeting, your boss says you've got to hit, you've got to hit target this month, 
and they say what the target is, you really have very little control over that actual outcome. It's your activities that are going to drive and inform what results you get. So really the goal should be the activities as opposed to this cherry on the top. So we, we expanded that um, in our discussion and it was really enlightening because it's a very different way of looking at the goal because it, it really is activity based to um, an outcome. And then you can also inform whether, you know, whether you're gonna be on track to get that target or not. And you may change your behaviors or your activities along the way knowing that you can't really control the outcome. There's no point sitting there saying, oh, we missed target this, this month and just leave it at that because you just didn't get the outcome. And most people look at goals in that way. They set a goal, they, set a goal, they don't hit it, and they go, oh, I'm sorry, we just, we just didn't get there. Or they set a goal and they hit it and they don't understand what the activities were to drive, you know, the board behaviors were to drive them to that outcome. Um, the other side of it is, is that when you've got multiple goals in your space, which ones to start with and which ones, you know, which ones have the, the most impact. Um, and for me, I had a very interesting call uh, discussion with a, a coach. He calls himself the gratitude coach uh, out of uh, Atlanta. And it really informed my thinking about where you start with your goals. Where you start thinking about the one thing. For me, the one thing to start with ought to be universal and it ought to be small enough for you to do it. And for me, it was you start with the goal of gratitude. If you start with the one thing being gratitude, then all things can be built on top of it. You know, expressing gratitude gets you gratitude. It puts you in a grateful mindset. A grateful mindset is really the baseline of any other goal that you want to have. You can trust that you're you're doing the right thing. You've got something to start with. If you don't know where to start, start with gratitude. And that will then inform what you do from then on. And you know, it's a it's a matter of trust trusting yourself and trusting others around you that the goals that you're looking for are going to be aligned with with what you want to do. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And that idea of, you know, that real kind of knowing, you know, I don't have total control over that outcome. Whatever it is that you said, there are going to be other things that happen either in your own life or in the big wide world. And in setting the goals, it's being it's bringing awareness to that, to kind of mm -hmm. understanding it and then and then getting on with what you need to do, everything you possibly need to do to achieve the outcome that you're going with, but being aware and I love that thing of expressing gratitude as well. It's actually part of part of our process is literally yes. acknowledging what you have done today. And if you got out today, you know, five minutes early, then, you know, out of bed five minutes earlier, celebrate that. You've got to, you know, enjoy those small things as well. Yes. Um, Steve, just kind of bringing it back to how you now would think about bringing together sort of the ideas that you and I have talked about, mm -hmm. but also now you're, with your frame of reference in terms of the one thing and that super lovely focus how would you now start if you came up with a whole new thing it's like right i want to achieve x or mm -hmm. I, my intention is x or i'm that that's something that is attractive to me where would you start now now that your frame of reference has changed um that's a good question i mean in the in the context of Coaching managers, that's really where my passion lies as an IT manager coming out of that space. 
bringing some of these, you know, the resources, the skills and the tools to managers so that they can they can really empower their teams and, and get objectives met through their teams and organizations is important. So where you start, the goal setting framework that we went through really did inform that you you start with the right motivation in mind. It's basically going through those steps. You look at the motivations, you look at the activities that you're involved in to get there. There's also reflection on the goal that you're setting. It's really important that people are true to themselves in what they're trying to achieve. They're not doing it for their boss. They're not doing it for glamour or for fame or for kudos. They have to really be aligned. It's not what you're getting. It's what you're being when you Mm -hmm. set a goal, right? Um, So that, that is vital in terms of being able to reflect on that. And then that ties into once you feel that connection, you know, you're on a one-to-one meeting, you've got someone who says, you know, I really want to, I want to learn a piece of software or I want to, I want to pick up a particular skill. Then you can look at the strategies around it. Strategy is not the work that you do. It's the reason you want to do it. So the strategy really does kind of inform what your outcomes is to be. So someone learning a skill, for example, may want to uh, develop their professional career. They may want to step out into a new role within that organization or another organization. It may be, they may be driven by increased, you know, pay or revenue. So whatever it is, there's a strategy that they, that they would apply to it. And then you set the target according to the strategy that you've laid out because there needs to be something to be aiming for. And that informs the one thing focus and then you end up with a, with a set of actions that you agree on because you, your goal is going to be in the world. Your goal has to function within other people's you know, scope of influence. So if you're trying to get a customer, it's going to affect the customer. If you're trying to grow the business, it's going to grow the business. So you know, your actions have to be in the world. You, sometimes they can be in your head. You could actually do the same exercise for something internal, right? Whereby the action is now you're growing and developing and people may not even see that until it comes to fruition but um, essentially those are the steps yeah no I absolutely love that so some people listening is that sometimes that thing of focusing on the one thing feels um, a bit selfish but obviously all this is done in the context of where you're working and yeah that kind of consideration to other people uh, involved in the organization because if you're working with a team even if you're a solopreneur you're still working with other people as you say there's the client the supplier and so on Absolutely. so um that none of these things are done in isolation steve there's loads to unpack i've made loads of notes and resistance and all sorts of things and i love that thing of it's about being rather than the, you know the actions it's about also staying true to yourself um and that one of our steps is about sustainability it's about the sustainable you know is this goal sustainable in your life but mm. is it also contributing to the sustainability of this beautiful planet that we live on yeah I'm a, <laughs> absolutely yeah and i'm not saying that in a wishy-washy green thing this is the planet we live on this sustains us so we yes. need to equally help sustain it i hope you enjoyed that show look out for more guests joining me on future podcasts and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode Thanks for joining me today. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. My details and links are in the show notes.